0: Cozy Nook Explorers I'm Jackie And I'm John And we are the Cozy Nook
1: Explorers! Welcome to our show, where we explore the world from our cozy nook here in a guest room in Southern California, using the power of the internet. And where, when we make a noble mistake, we add a coin to the Adventure Jar.
0: Yes, we've got the Adventure Jar here, Charles is in the house, and it's Wednesday, which means it's time for our next exploration. And
1: this Wednesday, we'll be going to Cape Town, South Africa.
0: Cape Town, South Africa
1: maybe don't try the accent yeah no
0: my lowest grade in college was in dialects and that is a very true story let's stay focused on the cozy shall we
1: speaking of which jackie what is keeping you cozy
0: the thing that is keeping me cozy this week is the sound of rain
1: well it beats the feel of rain
0: no rain can feel wonderful when it's warm outside you know a summer rain
1: I stand corrected.
0: You know, and I never thought I would miss the rain, but I kind of do sometimes. When I moved to California, I knew about the 300 days of sunshine. And yes, of course, that's very nice, especially in winter. But you do sometimes go, huh, I wish it would rain soon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you are getting just a little bit of rain here in winter.
0: Yeah, that has been a nice change of pace, especially the sound of the rain.
1: Okay, now... uh What material to you sounds best when it's hit by rain?
0: So I like tin because it's a very specific sound. It reminds me of old movies. Also, too, does it rain in Cat in a Hot Tin Roof or am I making that up?
1: Uh, You are making that up. There are fireworks, though.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know. You know, I've never seen Cat in a Hot Tin Roof.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then then yes, that would be a... uh... But
0: I always imagined there was a lot of rain.
1: Oh, well, there there isn't, but um, there, oh, there no. are a lot of children, at least uh, that can happen either on stage or off, I think. Uh, oh. And there's fireworks, but I, I, I don't remember any rain.
0: Oh, well, never mind about that. But I still like the sound of, <laughs> of, of like a tin roof and rain.
1: Okay. <laughs> and uh, do you prefer light rain or heavy rain?
0: Light rain for sure. Misty as well is really nice when it's just to, like... You know, when you just need a raincoat but no umbrella is really necessary, Ooh. that's that's really nice. That is
1: very specific.
0: Yeah, but I, I really do love that. So John, what's keeping you cozy? Uh
1: the thing that is keeping me cozy is a light scarf.
0: Oh well isn't that adorable. <laughs>
1: what dudes up next to I know. <laughs> well, I like a light scarf. Um being in California means that Winter isn't coming, uh, just a mild fall, and having a light scarf during this time is very nice.
0: So what color scarves do you like? I I
1: like a black scarf, something that could blend into a coat.
0: Mmm, I'm not surprised. And <laughs> do you like scarves with words printed on them?
1: Uh, no, but patterns? I would love... A scarf that just said "scarf" on it—that would be really nice.
0: Scarf.
1: Yeah, just like just just clothes that said what they were.
0: Ooh, yeah. like pants. Like
1: pants. Pants that say pants, pants down that the say leg. Pants, but but a scarf that says scarf. I think I would like that quite a bit.
0: Oh well, we'll have to see. I'm sure. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. Um. Well, I think with that very interesting <laughs> answer, we should head to Cape Town.
1: Uh, yeah. Let's let's get into it. Now, I would like to talk about prisoner number four, double six six four. He arrived on Robben Island in 1964 after being convicted of sabotage by the South African government. This wasn't any run-of-the-mill prison he was attending. This was a brutal place. If you're not driving, try and picture him. Prisoner number 46664. He is 6 feet 1 inches tall. And he's wearing a tan prison uniform. Can you see him? As you try to picture him, see the cell he lives in. It's very small. As you picture that, um, do you see his bed? You can't because it's non existent. There is just a floor, no bed. As you picture this non existent bed, see his toilet. It's also non existent. He has a bucket instead. He is allowed to send and receive one letter every six months. He is allowed one visitor every year, and that visit is only half an hour. Can you picture him? He is forced to work in a lime quarry that is located on Robin Island, without any eye protection. The cumulative effect of this is that he endures permanent damage to his eyesight. He has a wife and children. And even with his poor eyes, he's still able to express deep, unabiding sadness in letters that he writes. He said in one letter that, quote, I had hoped to build you a refuge, no matter how small, so that we would have a place for rest and sustenance before the arrival of the sad dry days. I fell down and couldn't do these things. I am as one building castles in the air.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful, but so sad. The man being described fought his entire life against the nationalist government of South Africa, which instituted the policy of apartheid. Apartheid is the forced segregation by race and existed in South Africa from 1948 until the early 1990s. Anyone who opposed this policy could be thrown into jail on Robben Island as a political prisoner.
1: Prison did not defeat him, the man I was mentioning earlier. Uh, He not only befriended the guards... I found an interview that stated that at least one of those guards viewed him as a father. He started Robben Island University, which was a process of each prisoner giving all of their knowledge and skills to the entire prison. He would write secret letters. He would write a secret autobiography. He would become a symbol of a South Africa that was not defined by racial segregation, known as apartheid, but by freedom for all. Do you see him?
0: Yes, because he is the iconic Nelson Mandela, the man that would go on to be president of South Africa.
1: Uh that he would. In fact, he had a quote. In my country, we go to prison first, then we become president.
0: <laughs> he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1993. He was. And today you can visit the same Robben Island prison site where he stayed. You can. You can take a boat from Cape Town. It is just six miles away because Robben Island is, thankfully, now a museum. It is! Um, Well, Robben Island Prison. Yes. Um, Stop agreeing with me! (laughs) Okay. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) Welcome to Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, Cape Town is 27,878,000 square feet, or... 55,756 Disneylands.
0: It's a surprisingly big place with an equally surprising amount of people. Their population is about 4,618,000 people in total.
1: I know. I I had the perception there would be much fewer people. I I mean, um, they could really call it Cape City.
0: Yeah, but Cape City sounds like a bad sitcom about superheroes. (laughs)
1: I guess Cape Town it is. Um just an unexpected amount of people for a town.
0: You know, exploring is good for destroying your narrow-mindedness as Mark Twain once said. <laughs> So, uh,
1: back to Robin Island for a bit.
0: If you'd like. I mean, it is a World Heritage Site after all.
1: Uh, it used to be a leper colony.
0: Oh, do we have to talk about that part?
1: Yes, because it is fascinating. Uh, in the 1840s, uh, uh, it's where you could voluntarily go if you had leprosy.
0: I read something else. I think you're thinking
1: of the Leprosy Repression Act, which wasn't until uh, 1892. Uh, That act said that if you had leprosy, you were forced on the island. But again, not until 1892.
0: Well, you didn't want to talk about how the island was used to train soldiers during World War II, or how it was a major defensive outpost during the war, or that there used to be a land bridge between the island and the mainland, you wanted to talk about leprosy.
1: Yes, I think it is important.
0: You didn't even mention the coziest part of the island.
1: There's a cozy part of the island?
0: Yes, there is a building called Garrison Church that is more than 150 years old, and it has a big flagpole coming out of the top of it. Okay. And when a little baby is born oh, yeah. on the island, they put a pink or blue flag up the flagpole, or they pull a flag up the flagpole. I think that's an adventure.
1: <laughs> you you win that. That is a cozy part of the island.
0: Yes, that is correct. Babies are important, but I do wish they would make the announcement with a single gender-neutral colored flag, like yellow or something like that. I think that'd be nice. Just a little feedback. <laughs>
1: So, uh, what did you find to be the coziest part of the mainland in Cape Town?
0: The penguins.
1: Oh, the penguins. They
0: have a penguin colony at Boulder's Bay in town, and the penguins are so cute. They are. Do you think that they call it Simonstown because one of the penguins is named Simon and Simon owns the town? <laughs> what? It could be.
1: <laughs> that, or it was named after an earlier governor named Simon something. Yes,
0: Simon Vanderstel.
1: Ah, you were just testing me.
0: I was, and you only got partial credit for getting the first name right. (laughs) The
1: The penguins are actually called jackass penguins.
0: (gasps) How dare you insult them?
1: What? That's what they're called.
0: I know, I'm just teasing you. Do you know why they're called jackass penguins?
1: Because they do stunts on MTV?
0: Oh, John, that's such a bad joke. I'm really... That's embarrassing. And your i am giving you an adventure jar for that. That was that bad. Yeah, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm ashamed.
1: I, I'm I'm ashamed of me. Um, <laughs> no, no. Uh, why do they call them jackass penguins?
0: Well, it's because they communicate with a honking sound that makes them sound like a donkey.
1: Uh, n- not only uh, do Cape Town's beaches have penguins, they also have blue flags.
0: What? No, they don't. South Africa's flag is the sideways green Y with black, white, gold, green, and
1: it, what? What, um, what color?
0: You know, I don't. I don't know, Charles. What? What color? I
1: believe he's indicating a blue color. Uh, mm. Yeah, at the bottom of the flag. That looks like blue to me.
0: Okay, I have some. they have some blue on the flag, but that does not mean it's a blue flag.
1: I was talking about the blue flag program. It has to do with the quality of their water.
0: Ah, well explain that okay. then. Uh,
1: a blue flag on a beach uh, recognizes and encourages the efforts of local authorities on that beach to meet certain criteria. Uh, so things like uh, the law accessibility Uh, health, cleanliness, safety, things like that. Uh, And uh, that in South Africa, it was the first place outside of Europe to get that quality of water.
0: Oh, wow. Even before the United States? Uh, Yes. uh, To
1: my knowledge, uh, the mainland of the United States doesn't have any blue flag beaches because Mm. they do not participate in the program. Mm. Uh, Although... um, Uh, U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico do have some blue flag beaches.
0: Oh, well, that's comforting. Wonder why we don't participate. Hmm. Well, either way, well done, South Africa. I noticed that the beaches looked like a slightly rockier version of California beaches.
1: I wasn't going to say anything, but I know what you mean. Well, and the I-
0: climate is supposed to be very Southern Californian, so nearly perfect. I was
1: literally just going to say that. Well,
0: like South Africa with the blue flags, I got there first.
1: <laughs> well, uh, Cape Town is significantly older than the United States, It dates back to 1652, uh, when it was started by the Dutch East India Company uh, to grow fruits and vegetables so that their sailors would stop dying of scurvy.
0: Oh, it's way older than that. Archaeologists found evidence of human beings all the way back to 15,000 years ago. I stand corrected. Even when the Dutch founded it, the area was Cape Colony, not Cape Town. But that was the original name because... Or, But that was the original name because it is on the Cape of Good Hope. Mm,
1: Double corrected.
0: Mm, (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Probably double invented. I'm just going to do it. I don't know.
1: uh, But it wasn't originally called the Cape of Good Hope. Uh, It was called the Cape of Storms.
0: Oh, yeah, that is right. Now, I stand corrected. I love how they rebranded from Cape of Storms to Cape of Good Hope. You know, Cape of Good Hope's hope is very cozy. Oh my goodness, we're gonna... That
1: is some first-rate marketing. Uh, I would much rather visit the Cape of Hope than the Cape of Storms. The Cape of
0: Good Hope? Oh,
1: the Cape of Good Hope, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, I'm gonna have to go get more coins. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I looked up famous storms in the area. Uh, did you uh, see anything about the storm of 1858?
0: Yes, that was the insurance thing, right? Oh, you're so smart. I know, right? It's almost like I have notes in front of me. (laughs) So there uh,
1: was a storm in 1858 that caused like 30 ships to be thrown to the shore and destroyed. And insurance companies basically announced that if your ship was going to Table Bay, uh, which is the bay uh, Cape Town sits next to, Mm. if your ship was going to spend... Anytime in Table Bay, uh, they weren't going to cover you, and you couldn't get insurance. So, the British, the British government, uh, who was in possession of Cape Town at the time, built the first breakwater. Um, a breakwater is a barrier that is built into uh, a body of water that protects the coast uh, or harbor from waves. It looks like a giant pile of rocks in the middle of the ocean. That's a breakwater.
0: You meant to say the first breakwater in South Africa. Yes, I did. Do you know where the first breakwater was? Italy. How did you know that? I worked in Italy for almost a year and I didn't even know that.
1: Just something I know. But uh, speaking of that first breakwater in South Africa... uh, you can still see it if you go to the VNA waterfront.
0: Uh the Victoria and Albert waterfront. It is so dreamy. That is the first place I want to go. Really? Hands down, they have boat tours. They have ferries to Robin Island and a world-class aquarium. Okay,
1: uh, let's talk about the aquarium after a
0: quick break. Okie dokie, see you soon.
1: Yo, Shane here from Light Scarf Bistro, the only restaurant and eatery specializing in super light meals for your dining pleasure. Every one of our meal options are meant to be eaten quickly and will never leave you feeling too full.
0: Excuse me, waiter? Hello, fine customer. Please, call me Shane. Hi, Shane. I ordered soup, but I was only handed a shot glass. Oh, sorry. Ah, uh, we're a little backed
1: up right now. Um... There you go. Uh, you have been served.
0: You just poured soup into a shot glass.
1: I mean, I could try it in your like your mouth instead.
0: I mean, it's only a shot glass full of soup. I mean, that's very small. That's right. Do you think that I would just eat this much? Oh, oh, I'm sorry.
1: Let me fix that.
0: Yeah, thank. Thank you.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. We have lighter. Uh, we have thimbles in the back
0: for the soup. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Um, what does the vegetable dish have on it?
1: You mean the baby carrot?
0: Baby carrot. No, okay. How big is your steak?
1: About the size of a postage stamp.
0: Please tell me if I ordered the fish, I would at least get a whole one? Oh,
1: heck yes. A whole sardine.
0: Okay, fine. I will just- I'll just eat the soup, okay. All right. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Delicious. I'm done. And are you too full? I am definitely not too full.
1: (laughs) Right on! So come on down to Little Scarf Bistro, where a little bit goes a long way. Here's your bill.
0: $16. Okay, so the aquarium. Two
1: Oceans Aquarium. It's
0: called Two Oceans Aquarium because Cape Town sits on two Two oceans. Oceans. (laughs)
1: Yeah, the, the Indian Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean.
0: Guess which aquarium exhibit is my favorite?
1: Is it the penguin exhibit? It's the
0: penguin exhibit.
1: I like the kelp forest exhibit. Ooh,
0: that is like seeing a different planet through glass.
1: That is a very apt description.
0: What would you like to see on the Victoria and Albert waterfront?
1: I don't know. Um, Maybe the diamond museum, uh, because diamonds... Uh, were discovered in Cape Colony in 1867, and that led to uh, diamonds going from things only kings could afford to being things that every rich person could afford. <laughs> um, uh, no, no, no. Uh, let me amend that. I, uh, not the Diamond Museum first. I'd want to go to Nobel Square first. Yeah, I'd want to see Nobel Square
0: Burst. So, not the diamonds that changed South Africa's history. You would want to see the statues of the people that changed South Africa's history.
1: Mm, well said. Um, it is uh, life sized statues of South Africa's four Nobel Prize winners uh, Albert, I'm uh, sorry, Albert, the uh, venture ah. uh, <laughs> uh, Desmond Tutu, F.W. de Klerk, and
0: Nelson Mandela. <laughs>
1: Uh, and, uh, what should we talk about next? The the food or Table Mountain?
0: Hmm, okay, so, oh, Charles is making a sign. Okay, Charles. He's still making it. Okay. Oh, okay, he's holding up the sign, and it says food? (laughs) So I think he wants us to talk about Table Mountain.
1: Well, the food is ridiculously good.
0: Tales of the miracle that is South African cuisine sadly rarely reach our ears here in America, but I can assure you that the food is transcendent.
1: They have a sausage called burlwurst uh, and that looks like a, a coiled snake, Ooh. and it is too delicious. They
0: have all kinds of seafood, including some apparently amazing fish and chips.
1: Um, but I gotta say that my personal favorite is some stuff called
0: The name sounds really adorable, and, you know, it is adorable, but it is also a seriously good dish.
1: Uh, We will include a link to a recipe in the description.
0: If you like cooking and you want to try something adventurous, please do yourself a favor and make this at home. It is...
1: Uh, It is curry, stuffed inside a half loaf of bread.
0: Yes, they call it government sandwich loaf.
1: Why do they call it that?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Well...
1: Whatever the reason, bunny chow is delicious, and your education is not complete until you try it. Also, try to get a hold of a substance called biltong. A friend of mine from South Africa gave it to me over a year ago, and I'm still thinking about it. Best beef jerky of all time.
0: Mmm, sounds good. Shall we move on to Table Mountain?
1: Yes. So, uh, Table Mountain uh, is right next to the city portion of Cape Town. And it looks like more of a mountain than a table.
0: When you picture Cape Town, think of if Honolulu, Hawaii, and Wellington, New Zealand had a baby.
1: And that baby was 10 times the size of either of those cities?
0: Gigantic baby. <laughs> yes, because Cape Town is 10 times the size. But what I meant is that both these cities are on the coast and they are surrounded by mountains. So the city looks like a it's like in a bowl. And one of the mountains next to Cape Town specifically is called Table Mountain.
1: Uh, it takes up. So much of the skyline that it's used as a point of navigation for everyone who lives in town.
0: You can ride on a cable car up the mountain and see just how flat it is on top.
1: Uh, Well, it is called Table Mountain, after all, Uh, so flat would come with the territory. It is one of the oldest mountain ranges in the world at 280 million years old.
0: What I really want to see are the plants.
1: Uh, Cape Town is a Norman Myers biodiversity hotspot which means that there are 15,000 or more plant species in the area.
0: On Table Mountain alone, there are 2,200 plants that you can only see on the mountain. My favorite plants are the silver trees. They look like green trees with a silver highlight, and they shine in the sun.
1: Um, My favorite are the Peninsula Sandstone Finbos. It's a pink flower. That looks like something from Star Trek. Like, large, super round eh, with pointy petals.
0: Oh, no, that one's my favorite.
1: That is now your favorite?
0: I can have two favorites.
1: Well, if you go to South Africa, please go see Table Mountain.
0: It will be the first place I see. You you
1: said v was the first place you wanted to see.
0: I can have two first places I want to see. Oh,
1: brother. Anything else?
0: The first heart transplant on Earth was in 1967 in Cape Town. Anything else? Uh,
1: They have this coffee shop in Cape Town called Truth. Truth! (laughs) And it is a steampunk coffee shop complete with old-fashioned equipment.
0: That just sounds like your personal heaven.
1: They have a decaf coffee that has the most clever name.
0: What is it?
1: Antithesis.
0: Ah, <laughs> I bow before the person that named that, for you are a marketing genius. Anything else? Um, at one point, it was illegal to speak Afrikaans in South Africa after one of the Borough Wars.
1: Oh, wow. Even though so many people speak it, that's mm. crazy. Uh, well, uh, and with that, let's move on to our community shout out after a quick word from our sponsor.
0: Hello, I am Rain. Listen to my beautiful song. I bring you these relaxing sounds that soothe even the weariest of hearts. I bring nourishing water to all life. I make mightier the river and... And I raise the lake. Woo! Do I raised the lake to unseen heights. I'm sorry, what are you doing? I'm making it right! You are aggressively throwing money at people. Exactly! I bring
1: the paper! I scatter the
0: Hamiltons! I blast the Jacksons!
1: Bestrew the Benjamins, you know? Make it a rain! I am
0: making it rain. I make water fall from the sky. I make money fall from my hands. I am talking about actual liquid. I'm keeping everybody liquid. Everyone needs me to literally survive. Ditto! Make
1: it a rain!
0: I hate that expression.
1: Every week, we like to research and highlight something special in the community that we're exploring.
0: Today's community shout-out is the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund.
1: The Nelson Mandela Children's Fund strives to change the way society treats its children and youth— Their long-term vision captures the central role society plays in shaping children's lives.
0: And they strive to give voice and dignity to African children by building a rights-based movement.
1: They have programs that deal with childhood survival and development.
0: And childhood safety and protection.
1: There is a particularly interesting program called the Sustainable Livelihood
0: Project. Yes, so it is a program that helps communities to work their way out of poverty by encouraging community members to form self-help groups.
1: These self-help groups engage in saving mobilization programs and income-generating activities. They also have regular meetings to address challenges that they face in their homes and communities.
0: This has yielded very positive results in the community where it has been implemented.
1: We will include a link in the show notes where you can learn more and donate to the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund.
0: Okay, well, that's our show. Thank you so much to our intrepid producer, Charles. Thank
1: you so much, Charles. And thank you so much for listening to the show.
0: Yes, thank you so much to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed today's episode.
1: If you've been enjoying this podcast, please take the time to subscribe, rate us, and write a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show, and we'd really appreciate it.
0: Also, make sure to tell your friends if there is anyone you know who you think would enjoy this podcast. Podcast. <laughs> oh, hello! Please make sure to share. Uh,
1: you can also follow us uh, on Instagram at Cozy Nook Explorers. Or send us an email at CozyNookExplorers at gmail.com.
0: Yes, we love getting to hear from you, and we are always looking for travel suggestions. Special
1: thanks to Akiva Manel for his help on this episode. Uh, We'll be back on a Wednesday with our next exploration.
0: Yes, on Wednesdays we explore.
1: Stay cozy, and we'll see you soon.